Life Audio. Today on Talk About That, John learns to speak Viking and wonders if he has anything in his house worth stealing. Meanwhile, I open a mystery package and do comedy at a women's prison. Plus a conversation about leadership, servanthood, and being on the same page with your spouse when it comes to finances. Today's episode is not sponsored by Velcro. That tearing noise you hear is the sound of middle age. But first, a word from our actual sponsor. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy ride, Johnny. Let's talk about that. John and Johnny taking you through the turbulence of your week, bringing you something to make you feel better, Johnny. We're at a cruising altitude of... Do you think it's really necessary to tell us all that? Do we have any idea what it means? I want to know the altitude. What's the difference to you between 20,000 and 35,000? 15,000. Uh, you know, I just. Do you I, think you feel differently up there? I know when you get in the clouds, it can get real choppy. It's smoother up there. Is it? Yeah. Why don't we go any higher than that, though? Um, Is there, you get to a point where you're like, don't go up there. I, you can't. Yeah. It's like the top shelf. Your dad says, don't go up there and check. Yeah. It's exactly like that. Just like that. Did your dad not have a top your, shelf that he. I don't know. I think you do have a liquor cabinet up there. What's going on, John? What kind of, What are you trying to reveal here? Um, I like. I, I, I'm sure it has to do with. It's not necessary. I Isn't think there 30, are planes. Feet's enough, Johnny. How I much? Think, do, how much is enough for you? That's the real question. I don't. I couldn't even ballpark what thirty-five thousand feet means. Like that's. I know five thousand two hundred eighty feet is a mile. Okay, that's good. So it's. Seven I remember miles. that one. And in fourteen ninety-two, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Well, that's. Did he not? Yeah, he did sail in fourteen ninety-two. Thank you. But I'm not trying to like. I don't know why you act like he's the. <sighs> it's the whole misnomer of what he's about the first European to find. North America. That's what, just not true, John. Wasn't it Vespucci? Amerigo? Uh, Amerigo Vespucci, I believe, was... It's Vespucci, right? Vespucci. Yeah, I thought you said Espucci. That yeah. sounds like a... Vespucci. Vespucci. He's, he's a... He's a he's, Wasn't he one of the three tenors? Uh, I always think of the... Was Vespucci like a... What's, what was he? Is he Italian, right? That sounds very Italian. That's do a great think, question. Do you think him and Columbus had beef, like... I don't think so. Because that's where we get America. That's where I, we get America from, correct, right? Amerigo. I believe is because it's, well, he, oh, now you're getting me out. He might have been a cartographer, so that it got named when he, he began guy mapping. Who, things. Guy who makes carts. The, <laughs> when he began mapping things, it's okay. possible that the name stuck. But he, I think he was also an explorer. Yeah, but like the Vikings were here, like in you know. So he wasn't a Viking. No, no. You know, I read somewhere that the whole thing about Vikings having the horns on their helmet is a totally made-up thing. Really? Yeah. 
Vikings didn't have horns on their helmet. I think Mel, Mel Blanc made that up for the... Maybe. that would Looney Tunes might have been the first iteration of that. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, And it makes sense that that would be ridiculous because how unwieldy is a helmet with horns on it? You can't even walk through a door. Right. Right. Well, I mean, not that they had doors. It's Vikings, but... They have doors. They had tents and things. They have houses Caves. You're banging your horns they're on the cave. In, they're not cavemen. This okay. is a civilized... This is a pretty... Pretty robust civilization. Have I besmirched the Vikings? I didn't mean to. I, I need you to take it back. I apologize to any of our Viking listeners you out there. You know, when I went to Iceland, they were still speaking the original language of the Vikings. The Viking language that you came back telling me about. Mm-hmm. I thought for a minute, I thought, am I being punked? <laughs> because like you were saying things that they do, and I was like, there's no... Is John trying to get me to do this so he can record me? Because <laughs> one of them was like, yow. Yow they say like yow a lot. Yes. And then there's a back suck that they do to emphasize certain things. You yeah. tell me, right? Like a yo. They yeah. do a. <gasps> yeah, what is talking, that? Like if he was on the phone, the missionary would be like, yo, 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 yo. And like. <laughs> that can't I, be real. About a week and a half in, I was like, okay, do you, is that, I hear other people do it too. Like, right. He goes, oh yeah, it's a thing. But he mm. didn't even know he was doing it really. It's just like a thing. Like it was just one of their. The yeah. other things, Johnny. We need a an emphasis. Like, we don't have anything like that, although we say... I think if somebody was to study our culture, they'd be like, they really say like a lot, and you know, and they... Yeah. There's a lot of over... Filler words. Filler words. Yeah. And ums. There's a lot of ums. So, um, maybe our yow. I notice a lot of people say, you know what I mean, instead of like finishing the thought so I'd know mm-hmm. what they mean. Or I'm just saying. Right. You're like, you didn't say anything. I'm just saying, I'm just bro. saying, though. But did you? It's a lot of inference. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of you get the gist, don't you, everybody? Right. And there's no, you've not given me the information to give me the gist. Right. You just think I've received it by osmosis. So what am I like, Shakespeare? I mean, I want you to tell me. I don't need to, I don't need clues. I want to know. Okay. Anyway, I did read back to the plane thing that there are planes that go to like 40 and 45,000 feet. But I think that's like a like an international international flight. flight, intercontinental flights. Do you think that you could take a Viking helmet on that flight, or would they confiscate? I think it? that's a no no. I don't know they, if that fits in the overhead, unless it's one of those big ones. I want to go on one of these flights where they've had the things that lay down like a bed. Reggie does that when he goes to Australia amazing. and stuff. Yeah, I want I want that little on the butt. That's the probably just bus, first class, it, though, right? Like that's not like everybody's seat. That's probably like oh, it's first class. Yeah. But you lay down and it's like it. You're saying, well, of course I'd be first class. I deserve it. I mean, come on. I mean, it's like a fully low enclosed. You lay. Oh, you get a cabin. Yeah, it's almost like the coffin bunks on the the tour buses. Yeah, like you get your own little. You pull your thing. Those are some paranoid little things, though. You've been on a tour bus, right? Yeah. So the first time I did the tour bus experience, I just remember feeling so paranoid because I'm six four anyway, and I was probably close to three bills then. So I'm just like wedged into this thing and i was in the middle because tim hawkins always wanted the bottom bunk so you could just roll out yeah there's no falling if there's any turbulence any uh you know something going on on the road but so i'm above him and let me just say there's some creaking going on in these things they're put together pretty tight yeah but like you put a 300 pound man above you and i roll over you and i just i felt very self-conscious of it yeah like Tim's underneath that, like I got to get a skinnier opener. <laughs> John's gonna, Johnny's gonna have to lose a weight, or, or is we, he funny enough to justify this? Me being afraid for my life—that's funny. I mean, I mean, it's a stepbrother's situation if that bunk just collapses. Oh. You know, it's like a horrible way to. Yeah, I mean, that's a horrible story. Yeah, like for both of you. Yes, right. For one of you, it's a story of injury. For another, a story of shame. Mm-hmm. And 
Neither one of you. I don't you, want hope, that. you hope just injury. So I had night terrors all the time on the bus. And uh, the coffin would just make, it's very, it's like a self-isolation chamber anyway. Yeah, you pull the curtain. So you have these deep dreams. Like you're in a womb, you hear the dum 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 of the tires, dum yeah. dum 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 the road seems. your heart. Yeah, both of it. <laughs> it does, it feels like you're just in the amniotic fluid of your, you know, you're just loving it. Johnny, was there fluid in your bunk? They would fill my bunk with fluid and I thought, do they do this for everybody? They said, no, 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 yeah, this is what we do now. And I go, okay. <laughs> uh, new guy. But no, they, so I'm in there. And I had a dream, a night terror one night, that the bus was unmanned, wow. and it was going over a cliff. Well, how was it still going if there's no one pushing the pedal? You don't think that through? I just thought, like, the bus driver fell asleep or whatever. And oh. so I try to jump out as it's going over the cliff in my dream, and I jump out of the middle bunk, which is, you know, four feet in the air. <laughs> and I just, boom, and I land on my tailbone hard. And then Tim wakes up. <laughs> And then Freight, Chris Mabry, the, uh, the tour manager, he opens his curtain. He's on the bottom buck on the other side. He just kind of goes, Johnny, are you okay? I go, yeah, yeah. I had the embarrassment adrenaline of going of like, yeah. And then it was one of those things of like, I slowly slink back into my bunk and hope nobody really is the wiser. Yeah. And sure enough, the next day <laughs> at breakfast, they were all just like, you had some crazy eyes. They, were, they called me crazy eyes the rest of that weekend because oh, they great. said that I had this wide-eyed I go, well, I had to save the bus. I was getting out to see go grab the wheel. When I have one of those and my wife tries it to speak to me in a lucid manner, yeah. I get because I I know that we have a history of me doing crazy things. Mm-hmm. And so I get real defensive. Cause like, oh, you're gonna try to tell me this isn't real. I need to explain to you yeah. how real What's it was. Happening. Like, well you don't want to feel look, stupid, so you're like crazy. No, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There were spiders on me. Right. Like, look, I yeah. know what this looks like. Yeah. But the bus is unmanned. Yeah. And it's about to go over a cliff. Like, you know, I would start explaining yeah. it. And but then the lo- like with every passing second. Absolutely. You're like, ah, oh, reality crap, is washing is. over you and you go, I'm a moron. <laughs> yeah. It's but tough. But I'll get real stubborn with it. Like, uh-huh. no, 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 you don't understand. There was a there was a person. Yeah. They had a, and it. And she's just like, "What? No, no, no! no. Don't tell me I'm crazy!" Like you know, I get, and then yeah, yeah. Hey, Curry hey, won't. Curry used to get up and turn on the lights for me, right? Because I would say there are rats in the room, yeah, or someone's in the room, and she would get up and turn. And them he off. has rats. Yeah, his <laughs> nefarious it's army. The, it's the perfect crime. <laughs> uh, just carrying a bunch of rats with you, but anyway, she got to the point at some point where she was just like. I'm not turning on the light. Right. Get over this. You're going to have to turn the light inside. Yeah, she yourself. would go, you get up. Right. And you realize you're dumb. And I would never remember the entire dream. I would just remember, did I do something stupid last night? She would go, oh, oh yeah. yeah. And then she would tell me the story. Yeah. So now with melatonin, I remember more of it, though. The dreams are more vivid. Yeah. And I'm just in them. I'm deep, deep yeah. into REM sleep or whatever. Kind of like the listeners are in this episode right now. Yes. And uh, if they will remain with us, it'll be worthwhile because we're going to take a short break to hear from a few of our sponsors. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't have as many anymore, but I begin to realize mm-hmm. often I think someone's standing there. Yeah. And if I can logically put myself into just a, a, a place of thinking. Right. I would go, who's going to, this is like a movie. Right. But in real life, someone who's here to harm me. Is going to just stand over you. Is going to stand there for yeah. 20 minutes just looking at me. Right. That's probably the coat rack. Right. Like, 
they're really bad at this if that's what they're yeah. doing. Because I'm completely vulnerable and my but eyes a, are closed. But in a horror movie, that's exactly what happens. You stand and you wait for your moment to spring on the person. Because they take enjoyment from the fear. Yes. But in real life, you're just there to steal John's television. Exactly. And the quicker you can get John out of the way. Do you think people would steal TVs anymore? TVs are so much cheaper now. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. Like, what is in your house worth stealing? Tell me. Do you have like jewelry? I don't think I want to talk about this on the I'm just saying like every like electronics used to be the thing people would go after. Right. Oh, I'm gonna get this guy's stereo. Now it's like this thing's too heavy. What would he even get for it? Like people don't have stereos. They have Bluetooth speakers on their mantle. They'd be, they'd be better off probably stealing my identity and then going and buying a television. That's what you do. That's so that's what you guys need. John, to do. will you go ahead and tell the listeners your social security number? It's nine nine nine. <laughs> but you're right though it's like televisions like i remember when i got my first like flat screen television when we moved here because we had sold our house in knoxville yeah and we had like a little bit of escrow money dumped back in i was like we it's like found money yeah and i'm like we we're gonna get a tv because we had like a 30 inch gigantic tube television oh yeah like a piece of furniture television oh yeah so i was like let's get a flat screen and they were on sale at costco vizios remember vizio was the brand of them. oh yeah it was like the affordable flat screen and it was like $1,000 for a 37-inch. Oh, my gosh. And we did it. Now, $1,000 would get you like, like the, of the whole inch, wall. Yeah. The whole wall would be covered. Like with, a wall TV. And it's or 4K or whatever. Yeah. So it's just funny. Like, so like it's interactive. Like you could step inside. Yes. Yeah. And it, I'm saying it would be more of a pain to steal that. Than just yeah. to take the guy's identity and get the thousand dollars. What if you just put a box like a like one of those blessing boxes like some churches have just right outside your door? Like, look, you can yes. rob me, or take this twenty bucks and put it towards the television. Huh. If everyone did that, then thieves wouldn't have to rob you. You know, we just all be generous. We just want to provide a service to the thieves. Yeah, <laughs> be smarter about this. What are you doing? There's got to be a better way. Here's a weird one. Uh, so Curry, speaking of like weird, strange things. Uh, it's almost the perfect crime, mm. I would think. It's not really a crime, but it's it's a strange thing. Okay, so Curry gets a package, and we all get primnesia now. You know what primnesia is? Oh, absolutely. Everyone's experienced it, where boxes show up to your house. You just like Christmas. And you go, I don't remember. And then when you open it, you go, oh my gosh, I like all this stuff. <laughs> you're like, uh, you're, you are, you're just a you're dementia for, for five seconds. Yeah. So... She gets this bag, and I go, oh, this is something Curry ordered. It said, like, it said something like, internet distributor, or dis- distributor. It didn't say, like, an address. It was just, like, to Curry Weathington. So I go, okay, boom. And we go, I go, open this. I don't know what this is. And uh, it sat on the counter for a day. And she was like, oh, yeah, let me. It's a bubble wrap. She opens it up. It's a pair of earmuffs. I go, brown earmuffs. I go, huh. did you order earmuffs? She goes, no. I go, did someone buy you? She has a friend who they give gifts to each other sometimes. They'll just like randomly. I knew you would love this. An Eskimo friend. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so she goes, oh, this is that person. So she texts her. Hey, I got the earmuffs. She goes, I didn't send you earmuffs. I go, look in the bag. See if there's a gift receipt or something like, hey, keep your ears you warm. Checking for bugs. Keep, like, your, <laughs> keep your ears warm, girl. Whatever. Like you need a, a note that says, <laughs> I don't know what it would say. Like a friendly. Hey. <laughs> what's up out there? The earmuff club. What's up out there? Chili ears. coming up. Yeah. We thought we'd reach out. So there's no note. There's not even a receipt. Wow. It's just. There's not even a box. It's a random bag of earmuffs. <laughs> and it's from a mystery person that we don't know who it is. 
So how is this a crime? Because you paid for it? Well, because she goes, what if this is like a, somebody's stalking me? I go, <laughs> so then she goes to work today, the next day, and then the person she works for, she works for this family, and the guy's older, uh, the father's older, and he goes, uh, yeah, what, what if it's like a scam? And she goes, what's the end game of the scam? And we were talking about it yesterday we're on our walk, and I go, yeah, the first year muffs are free. <laughs> then you get them hooked. <laughs> then you start jacking up the price when they come back. It's just like, so it's a crazy, it doesn't make any sense, but my wife has free earmuffs from a random person. Mm. Or it's a, how could it be a mistake? Like a computer? Did you go on Amazon and see if you actually paid for them? That's the real no, question. No, they were not paid for. They were not ordered. We you got someone else's earmuffs. That's the answer. But that how? Good? How did that, what kind of glitch? Well, that just delivered the wrong address. It didn't say current resident. It had her name and address. Uh, it had her name, not yes. just her address. No, it had her name and address. From Amazon. No, it was just from some distributor. He just said distributor or something. It was like just a random. It didn't say like, if you like these, wow. order more here. It was just earmuffs in a bag, just sitting there like a mystery wrapped within a enigma wrapped within a quandary. Yeah. So all that said, if you sent these, thanks. thanks. But <laughs> what's your what's your play? What's yeah? That's interesting. You know, one time Laura ordered a desk for her office. Uh huh. It was like a six hundred dollar desk. Right. She opens it up, earmuffs. They, I couldn't believe it. And they sent us the wrong color Yeah, desk. Yeah. It was like a gray desk, and she ordered a white one. Mm-hmm. And we were like, hey, we need to return this and get the right color. And they were like, yeah, just keep it. We'll send you a new one. Right. There are companies that do that. They go, it's not worth. Yeah, because it was heavy. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, it was not assembled either. And I was like, um, so we did. I think we ended up selling it. What? But I think we had to give it away. No one wanted it. It was like, people are just giving away desks out there. We get The company yeah. gave us a desk. And yeah. then we couldn't get rid of it. I tell you, Johnny. People don't want desks anymore, John. You do. You're you're attached to this desk. I am f- I've been trying to get you to get rid of your desk because it it's not really functional for you anymore. Well, I saw a desk. It's like a big piece of furniture. I saw just a that you stick stuff Con- in. Well, this is the original desk, yeah, from the church from 20 years ago we built. Yeah. So it's, a, it's big. But, and it's got cubbies everywhere. Too many cubbies. A whole life of yeah. It feels like you're the, in the mail room here with all the. You would think there's this like yeah. You're moving things from one slot to <laughs> I the mean, next. One of those, like random vacuum suction things that sits up the top floor. You know. Yeah. Um, People but, are calling in. Can you connect me with line two? You're like, hold on, please hold. <laughs> you're sticking little. <laughs> I'm moving the lines. Yeah, that's great. Um, they have a desk at Costco that I might. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about redoing the office. I think it's a great idea. Well, I, I appreciate you. Hey, let's throw money at it. Well, the deal is. Like, I don't know if you noticed, I brought like that. You can't see this watcher and listener. But, like, see that stack right there in the second to last shelf? Mm-hmm. That's just from the latest, like, historical biography proposal. That right. one stack of Oh, no, no. Like, it's very, books. you look very, very but mm-hmm, educated. I got so many books up here that I, that I don't need. Yes. That I had to stack it in front of the actual books that are standing up. So I'm thinking about making a wall, like a like a wall library type thing behind me. But I think you... Can you do a thing where you pull a candelabra? Yes, and go into the kitchen. And then more pretension appears. Oh, my gosh. It's not pretentious. I like books. Won't that preach, though? You've got... Listen, sometimes we stack knowledge in front of other knowledge, and we forget oh, that we've had gosh. some knowledge back there. Right. We can't access it because our new... The our la- new if you have recency the, bias. So it's like the last thing you read affects you the most. Mm. Oh, man. It is. It's kind of like that. 
except in this case, it's actual books. You just need a shelf right. to I fix it. I just need it. a larger. <laughs> so, no, you know, companies do that now, though, but Chewy is a great company, not a sponsor that I know of. Wouldn't it be great if Chewy was... they dog treats? They make dog treats and dog food, and we get through them because when you go to the store to get dog food every couple of weeks like we do, it's so heavy and cumbersome. So I started ordering it online. I was like, well, this is like just as cheap, and they'll ship it to you, and they do it like on a rotation. So you just know every four weeks it's coming. Does your dog have to like put in for it? Hey, I'm hungry. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, they've got a thing, and they send out, and like they're a, like, maybe they put they, their paw print. And maybe it. that's how the earmuffs. Maybe, maybe those are actually dog. for the. Yeah, this wow. is all making sense. It is. That's like Chewy's gift to them. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyway, Chewy sent me the wrong food one time, and it was like this, like thirty dollar a bag. Like for a pound bag, it's like the hoity-toity food. Like you might feed your wow bijapoo or whatever you have. Wow, that you know, there's people that buy dog food for their their dogs. It's like it goes in the fridge, though. It's like it goes right next to your food, and it's like lamb and rice, and it's like oh. a casserole for your dog. Yeah, this will help them live longer. And you're like, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> They're eating me out of house and home. But anyway, Chewy had that kind of dog food they sent to me. It wasn't the refrigerated kind. But it was like literally. I looked it up because I was like, this can't be. We didn't order this. And I looked it up, and it was like $30 for a pound bag wow. of it. And I go, Who, whose dog is this for? But it's like you're going to need a little teaspoon to your you know, tiny Yorkie pup, teacup Yorkie. Uh. But I emailed them. I go, hey, it's the wrong order. And they go, hey, just donate that to a shelter or whatever. We're sending you the right thing. Because they were like, don't ship us. Yeah, well, they probably It's can't. more trouble, Yeah, I guess. That's really interesting. I would want it back. Because I would be like, you know you ordered the gray desk. So stop trying to pull something over, lady. I would give I would give you hassle. I would push back. Yeah, but you know, it, it probably has to do with how much trouble they've done all the studies, how much how much time is wasted from that employee dealing with that problem is easier just to go ahead and write it off. But yeah. you know what's interesting is yeah, I think you and I are both preparing our our records for two thousand twenty two for a tax season. The best season of all. Oh my goodness. I love it. And as I'm going through and cat I'm I'm actually doing also a full family financial uh a full family a, financial? A full family financial evaluation right now. Would you say that it's fiscal? It's a, it's a full, full family, family fiscal financial finance. Well, we need family evaluation. Evaluation. <laughs> and so I have categorized basically every charge on uh-huh. every. Won't your account. statements do that anyway, though? Don't you have an automatic button you can push? They won't. Nah, they don't. They don't line up in my categories. Oh, because you've got your own. Yeah, this says Walgreens, but it was candy. Because <laughs> I have that sometimes. It'll be like you spent a thousand dollars at Walgreens. You're like, man, we had a lot of prescriptions this year. It's like, oh um, no, I got that chocolate and those chips, free. and then yeah, they were the only thing open on Christmas Day, so we bought our whole right. I got a bought some lean cuisines. Yeah, uh, yeah, a, a greeting. Card. Walgreens is a weird place. You can go in there and get like candy You've and like film developed oozing sore gel. Yeah. And then like a, a sweatshirt that says Mount Juliet Bears on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, like an electronics on the back They always wall. have like local high school sports teams yeah. on sweatshirts. Walgreens, not a sponsor. No. But I realized when you try to do Amazon, mm-hmm. they don't make it easy to, because we do, we do a lot of Amazon. Well, Amazon's everything, so it could be. Right. So I can't, so I can't just categorize those. Is this where you tell me you bought the earmuffs? Uh, Johnny. And can, you didn't know how to write uh, it down? Merry Christmas. Um so, but you go through Amazon, you'd think would allow you a button mm-hmm. that would just be like, hey, download into a CSV file all the transactions on the year. Nope, you got to scroll. So I had to scroll manually through all the Amazon transactions because I'm looking for business expenses above all. Yeah. 
And so, because any kind of book... Or anything that you can convince the government was a business expense. Well, like when you're a writer, I was a lot of research, books, uh-huh. media subscriptions, things like that helped uh-huh. me prepare, Johnny. They, they helped me... This chocolate that I bought at CVS helps me get in the zone. Right. It gave me energy for writing a, another hour. It's a prep. It's like a pre-workout. Yeah. Like you would take when you go to the gym. It elevated my blood sugar. Uh-huh. It diminished my lifespan. Right. Which which makes you sad once you makes you want to write more. Right. Now I get more introspective. Creative juices are flowing. I'm depressed, so I have things I want to talk about. It's yeah. I can't wait for my audit. Um, wouldn't it be funny if you had an auditor that was like into your psyche like that? Yeah. Well, tell me when you bought this, how are you feeling? Wouldn't it be great if you have to defend every single charge that way? I think I, I would make a vigorous defense. I know comedians who do write off and I used to do, I've done it a couple of years, but I just don't go as much anymore, but they write off their movies because we, we talk so much about popular culture. So it's like, yeah, your cable bill, your movies that you go to, it's all write off because you're going to end up talking about the new Marvel movie in your act. Yep. You so can, some, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes I would have to make a Marvel movie joke, and they'd be like, well, I didn't land. All right, well, uh, well, that's 10 bucks. I don't have to. Yeah, the hard thing is, is like if I'm on a trip already with the family, yeah. like a volleyball trip or something, but I do a bunch of writing over the weekend, I can't count it. Like I've talked to my tax guy. I was like, yeah, but I did like four hours of work that weekend. Can I not count Mm-mm. this part? He's like, nope, not if that wasn't the purpose of the trip. You're like, ah. Oh. Maybe I should say, hey, I'm taking a writing, writing trip. There happens to be a volleyball tournament happening. But see, that feels... What if you paid your fair share and didn't gripe about it? Um, I f- feel that I pay my, my fair share. How about not trying to skirt the law? I don't want to skirt the law. I just want to... Pants the Cut law. the corners wait, a little. Wait. That's a different thing. <laughs> I want to pants the law. <laughs> I don't know. Do we write off, do you write off our lunches together before we do podcast? Yeah. Really? I'd never do it. Yeah. I need to. Any hmm. lunch. But yeah. you get half, right? You don't get all. I don't know how he figures it out. We need a, we need a tax him, attorney to come on the show and I tell us. I gave him the numbers. Uh, all of these are red flags, gentlemen. You <laughs> are in a lot of trouble. I hand uh, I hand. You don't give him a box of receipts, do no, you? No, no, no. Okay. I hand him spreadsheets right. with all the figures. Here's the totals of what I spent you know, on food or whatever. I apologize, listen. We're talking about spreadsheets. Sorry, People guys. are swerving into ditches. The, the whole point of this was is you ha- manually I have to go through and see what I yeah. bought on Amazon and then put it into the spreadsheet. And I'm right. just like, Amazon. It's like they do that. All- they should make it easier on Amazon. Give us the category. Hit but a they button know if, you, if they made it easier, then you want to spend less. Because you, you, you can see it all in front of you. Yeah, so like, no, no, you're going to have to work for this. Yeah, really somebody told out. me like they t- took a night with their family and put all their bills out in front of them to have like a family financial meeting. They were like, don't ever do that. Yeah. Like it's the worst night of your life. I told my wife, I was, I'm trying to be careful not to, and I'm asking her like, what is this? You know? Oh, wow. Uh, you get that. Yeah. Get that accusatory tone. Sometimes she, I'll do it and I'll go, I just need to know it's not fraud, baby. That's why I'm asking you why yeah. in the world you would have spent $101 at whatever. I love Lucite. Chewy. Yeah. Right. And Chewy's earmuffs. Yeah. She did send me a text today. I was like, hey, what's this? She goes, okay, your suspicious tone is hilarious on it. Because you're both spenders. And I said... It's not suspicious. It's curious. Like, it's investigative. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Because it wasn't one of her purchases. I make it out like, I'm trying to protect you, but I just got to make sure this isn't fraud. I, right. Did you lose your card? Because there's no way. There's a bunch of stuff on here that you would have never done. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't end well. No. No, I am a spender. Do you think you're both spenders? Because sometimes what happens in a marriage is, here's what happens sometimes. I don't like where you're leading me. Here's in what happens sometimes in a marriage is like, if one of you is a spender and one of you is more of a saver, a more suspender, careful, a right. suspender, you you do this thing. It's almost like people who 
marriages who are disintegrating. They start cheating on each other. One guy cheats, but they stay together. But the guy goes, you cheated. I'm going to cheat too. It's like that happens with money. Yeah. People get in this mode of like, well, if you're going to buy that, I'm buying us a new TV. That's a boat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that guy. You took that girl's trip. I'm buying a boat. You're right. People do that. Yeah. I, uh, so That's not what you want to get into. But I'm saying you need like that checks and balances of like, hey, let's be careful in this season. But then you're right. If she goes, why are you acting like I'm the problem? Yeah. She doesn't do that. She No, let's air it out. Laura's here. Come on in, Laura. I, I, we have Laura right here. <laughs> um, so Laura and I have both, there have been seasons of marriage where I've handled yes. the finances Us and seasons too. where she has. And then you have an outside party coming in later, right? Right. Then we have that'll be a hand that off. But I mean, it's 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 one of those. Here's the deal: both of our wives work very when hard. When does Sadie take a shift? When is she going to be? Man, the, I need Sadie to take. Wouldn't a that shift. be something? She I'm, could start handling the fine. We've let our we started letting our 14 year old. Uh, she we handed her the shoebox of receipts, and then go. she. We need you to categorize all of this. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't use receipts. I just use credit card statements yeah. or bank statements on things or Bitcoin. Uh, oh, it's flow terrific. charts. Bitcoin's doing so great right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just I think it's one of those. I, I will say this: my second year of marriage, mm-hmm. um, current marriage, right? My first marriage, uh, yeah. which I'm still in. And uh, that's such a pastor joke. I'd like to. I'd like to thank my first <laughs> wife for being here today. She's actually still my wife. <laughs> Anywho, um, I remember my wife went to a financial workshop. Yeah, for budgeting and stuff. And right. I was very. I don't know. I think me and you were kind of both this way in the beginning. I was very like my my parents were very generous. Mm-hmm. They worked in the church. Right. Someone's in need. You help them. And like money is just something you don't worry about. Yeah. You be generous. Don't worry about it. God's in control. Do your. And you're best. saying you've grown out of that. Now you're more oh. of a miser. Right now, I'm not generous at all. Yeah. But I then would light on the side because of my insecurity of not understanding everything about money. Yeah. Not understanding it. You know, your your late teens, early twenties. It's like you see, you know, mortgage language. Yeah. You know, you don't know what an escrow account is. Right. You don't know what PMI is. You don't really understand interest rates. That's the thing when you wake up a lot to go to the bathroom at night, right? Right. Uh, PMI. No, I think that's where you share too much information. And no, wait, that's TMI. <sighs> no, I think that's the. Okay. So um, I remember like she begged me like, hey, look, I went to this workshop. It's mm-hmm. really, really good stuff because we were actually in some debt. We just. I was irresponsible, and she had. You trusted habits. the wrong guys, and then some bad guys were after you. I, mean, I remember yeah, this. I remember this we, face. We were on the lamb. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't even know what. I don't know where that expression came from. Yeah, because it's L A M. It's not like yeah a lamb. Where was Latin? Huh. I, I wonder if it stands for something like l- lamb. Laughing and I don't know. I don't know. And so we went on our first like real trip, our second year of marriage to Destin. Yeah. Since our honeymoon, just me and her. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do it. She's like, well, you do it for me. So I read a book on like budgeting. Yeah. And I remember like it was a it was a spiritual experience. Yeah. Like I had all this. Well, I got over the shame, learned a few things. I didn't. I still have so much to learn about money stuff. But like when we got on the same page financially, it did change a lot about our marriage because we weren't arguing about money. Yeah. We just well, we paid off all of our debts in like six months when we we're on the same page. You know, and got an emergency fund and got things moving. But I remember, like, when I counsel young couples, I always tell them, like, if you if you think like, there's always these these tropes. One of you is a spender, one of you is not. Yeah. But it was like, hey, 
the most important thing here is that you guys share a philosophy. Yeah. And you probably don't coming into it. You're going to come from wherever your family experiences were. And, and for mine, it was more, um, don't worry about this. It'll take care of itself. And yeah. that's not good. <laughs> My <laughs> like, philosophy is nihilism. I think it's all burning down anyway, <laughs> so let's run this card up. Let's spin because tomorrow we There die. really are people like that in America who are like, look, we're going to die in debt anyway. Let's have some fun. Yeah. We're on this spinning rock. I will say, yeah, there's a – the whole debt ceiling conversation happening right now. There is like a feeling of, what is debt anymore? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, these are just numbers <laughs> in money's a computer. A, money's a concept. Right. It's um, a construct. Yeah. But, I mean, it was it was huge. And it yeah. did – I felt like even, again, from a spiritual standpoint or maybe from a conflict standpoint, like just regardless of what it is, the key the key is – you know, live in the tension, deal with the tension of your philosophies about it, and then share a plan. I think that's true for almost all areas of of, of a marriage. Like, yeah. f- find a way to go. You don't need to share a, a, a personality. You don't have to agree completely on all the parts that lead up to that. But like, find a way to on the stuff that you have to share. Because look, both of your credit, you know, scores are going to be reflected. It's true, by yeah, what you're, you're tied together inextricably. It's like your your bank accounts, like. This is affecting both of you, and you have to spend collectively. Yeah. So, you know, find a way. So I, even when we've gone through, we, we've had much, well, I wouldn't say we had much. We've had better days when we weren't in as much debt because <laughs> uh, we still have a mortgage. Uh, and we had days where we had more debt. But I think that that philosophy acceptance together, and, we, and then it ebbs and flows. Well, you get into a, a pattern where, oh, we need to return to this. And I think that's kind of what the new year kind of world does. And even the tax season is like, hey, it's a time yeah, it's a, to reevaluate. Yeah, look at everything. Yeah. Like I found, I found that we both have a Canva subscription. Like you see that that's charge. Funny. You don't pay attention to the fact that it's happening twice. Yeah, that's so we, funny. We, so it's like, okay, I cancel one of those today. We don't need We have Hulu those. and Hulu Plus. Why? <laughs> How would that happen? <laughs> yeah. I, I've been watching commercials on Hulu for no reason. Yeah, I've got the Plus login. You yeah. didn't, you want it? It's so, and that's, that's the thing, funny. Every, these subscriptions, man. Yeah, that's where they get you. These a la carte things uh, that we all have that are like $5 a month. Listen, I want to take this moment to say to our patrons, <laughs> uh, it means a lot to us, the fact that you would uh, give us $5 a month, though, because it helps us make the show. Yeah. Uh, so as we rail against a la carte subscription plans. And as you look through all the things you've been spending over the last year and think. And you go, what is it? What is this even? What is it I, even adding? We hope we've added at least $5 yeah. a month Am I getting anything life. out of this? And the answer, maybe is, no. Maybe not. But we're getting something out of it. And we appreciate it. This keeps John and I from stealing televisions from other people's homes. Right. Like instead of putting a box out side your porch for thieves like us yes you could just go and give us the five dollars because we're coming for it anyway what was the thief box i don't i think i missed that part That's of your what I said like just leave some money for the thieves like hey i'm contributing to your television fund please don't break in here's 20 bucks i missed that's a great idea it's almost like the the people who don't want to do trick-or-treaters they just put a bowl of candy yeah and then you know one kid's going to come take the whole bowl but you know whatever you whatever. tried you know they did that you can't hold them responsible for what the one kid did it's like the the pennies at the gas station need one take one yeah do you think any thieves would leave anything every now and again? They're like, like, you know what? They took a 20. I had a good month. Like left your neighbor's jewelry. Pillaging. And so I'm going to go ahead and. There's goodwill among thieves, I'm sure. That's, that's the myth, right? Yeah. What is it called? Honor among thieves? Well, actually, I think it's no honor among thieves. It's oh. the expression. Oh, okay. Meaning like they'll turn on each other in a heartbeat. Oh, right. It's not I, all... I got it backwards. Yeah, you did I got, the exact I did opposite ex... of what it is. So you're saying I shouldn't be a thief. Well, I'm not sure that you've done the research. 
I got some books. I'm gonna, I got some books over here. I'm going to keep So this reminds me, because mm. I know we still got this week in history today, right? Mm. But uh, I had a very interesting weekend. I'm in Florida, first of all. Ooh, swanky. Did a men's event in Florida. Very cool. Church in Titusville. It's like the cool church with like the pastors. You know, there's pastors that are like, we're the hip church. We're the whatever church. That's not this church. This church really is cool, guys. Oh, wow. Not like us. No, they're, they got like a pastor with a handlebar mustache and tattoos and stuff, but he's, oh. not, like, he's not like putting on airs. That's just his right. background. He's just and put- he's like totally sold out for Jesus, like great guy, awesome guy, great church, amazing people. So I've done other events for them. They had me back. So then I have Saturday. I'm kind of there. So I added something in Tampa because I had a Sunday show uh, in uh, Ocala. And so I was like, oh, while well, I'm here, I'm trying to find something to do with Saturday. Well, this woman reaches out like a month ago on my Facebook page. She was like, she messaged me. She goes, I've been showing your clips to the women. I do prison ministry at this yeah. women's prison, wow. and I've been showing your clips, and they love you, and blah, 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 and thank you so much. It's so encouraging. These women, they, they don't ever get a chance to laugh hmm. in a long time. Some of them are lifers. Wow. I was like, that's so sweet. And she goes, I can't remember how, I just thought, I just felt impressed to just be like, I'm coming to Central Florida. I'd love to come do something there if it would ever work out. You know, I'm going to be there this day. And so we started talking back and forth. She was thrilled with the idea. And so we put it together for that morning. So Saturday morning, I get up at dawn, basically, to drive over to Ocala. Uh, And it was this, it's called the, what was it called? The Florida Women's Reception Center, Mm. which sounds... It sounds lovely. It sounds amazing, right? Yeah. Like, oh my, like, are you staying at the Sheraton? No, I'm at the Florida Women's Reception Center. Yeah. Not that. Not that at all. This is a supermax prison. Wow. Like, it's the spiral barbed wire, I mean, chain link quads, the whole thing. Like, wow. you go in one door, eh, you go into this door, and then the other one opens up. Yeah. Once they, you know, two keys have to turn at the same time kind of a thing. Wow. Metal detectors, the whole thing. So, I go in there with her and bring my guitar and... They had set up this show, and the women were going to come in, and and uh, she goes, we're going to be outside. Well, it's 50 degrees. Oh, it's yeah. an unseasonably cold day in Florida, even, because yeah. it's been warm there, but now it's for whatever reason. They go, we're going to try to get everybody to come down, but they're going to be on the other side of this chain-link fence all around. So I'm in the center. If you can imagine, chain-link fence in a circle, and then chain-link fence is divided up like a spider web on these quads, so there's like... Violent offenders are separated from, you know, yeah. nonviolent, et cetera. And there were some women who were just kind of coming and going. You could tell they had privileges or whatever. And they're rolling like a book cart. But it's outside. So I'm in the middle of this quad. And there's a guard tower, you know, 20 feet high, 30 feet high. I'm at the base of that standing on the ground. And they've got like a little like church sound system set up. And they go, we'll start in about 30 minutes. I go, Okay. And I just, I'd probably put in my head, this is going to be interesting and it'll be yeah. whatever. And I wasn't going to be like, we need to have this because they have a chapel, but it only holds 120 people. And they're like, we're going to invite like a thousand wow. inmates down for this. I go, okay. So, but it's cold. So they go, we don't know who all is going to come. And some people just have their own thing. And it's visiting day. So a lot of people have visitors. So they're going to be occupied with that. So we're just going to see who comes down. Well, a few hundred women did come down and they come down to the edge of the fence and they just stood. And then it's like, you're on. And I just have to go up and stand and deliver. Wow. And uh, I was nervous about it. But also, like, I I want it to be good for them. I wasn't like, I don't want to bomb here. How awful. It was more like, man, I came all this way. I want to bless these people. Like, who knows what they're going through? You don't know people's stories, you know. And the woman who was in charge of the prison ministry, Nicole, she's so sweet. And her and her husband are there. And 
she's actually an, a felon herself, an ex-felon. And so she had been in the prison system and has been out for years. And she, this is her ministry back mm-hmm. to give back. And so, and her husband's in recovery, uh, recovery culture. So he talks, uh, he goes and speaks places about drug addiction and things. So I was like, oh, this is so amazing. So these people are great. And I just want to do, I don't, if I'm here, I want to, yeah. you know, do well, but not out of like a narcissistic way. I like, I want to bless yeah. them. And I just started off and I was like, okay. And I just started hearing laughs and I'm like, and they're 20 feet, 30 feet from me, but it's in like in a semicircle around me. And so I keep trying to like make my, make more eye contact than I normally make. I was really trying to connect. Yeah. And so I did like an hour Holy and cow. they were so great. And then by the end, the, some of the women had just sat down at the edge of the fence and just kind of like made themselves comfortable. I think they were kind of like testing the waters of uh-huh. like, all right, I can walk away if this is bad. And, uh, it was so great wow. and I'm so glad I did it. And I want to go back again. I told him I'd go back again when it was warmer, of course. And it was just a day. We couldn't plan the day. Yeah. We couldn't plan the weather. But uh, I'm going to start doing more of that stuff. It really was a, something uh, that I really felt like uh, was a cool thing to do. And I just uh, it was a good feeling. Wow. Um, so that was that was really interesting. And, and I learned a lot about, like, Florida's prison systems is its own thing, of course. You know, Florida and Texas have a reputation of being a very punitive yeah. vibe state. You know, right. conservatives would say tough love or whatever. Right. Did the crime do the time. But it's a spe- it's especially harsh. Some of their prisons. And so and they said the prison I was in, every woman who commits a crime in Florida basically is processed in that prison, even if they end up at another place. So like everybody, good, bad, and ugly comes through that system. Right. And so I don't know, but I'm fascinated by that whole idea. And of course, an American the private prison system and all the things that we have, we could do a whole expose on that and talk about it. There's been a million articles and think pieces written on it, but just there, I just thought, man, I want to be there for these women. Like, I don't know their stories. And, yeah. And, um, she told me a few and it was just like, you can't imagine. I mean, it's a whole different thing when it's women's prisons. Cause people have been through like sexual abuse from early, early age. And then they're just like dulling the pain of that with drugs and they fall into drug culture and then they go to prison. Right. It's like, it just sets this system in motion. The dominoes start to fall. So you can't just be like, well, you're the sum of your life choices. That's not always true. Like, it's not that yeah, simple. Until you meet somebody who has a real face and a real story. Right. It, it, it's, it's easy to think people are the sum of their life choices until you actually meet people. Yeah. And then you begin to believe that also you're not the sum of your life choices either. Because a lot of us... Well, we never believe that about ourselves usually. We give ourselves a little bit of a break. Well, or you think, I must have done something right. If yeah. things are going okay, there's yeah. a, I must have done something right sort right. of... Uh, sentiment that yeah I, it there, there's not always a cause and effect to everything there's you know and, and there is a sowing and a reaping i understand that but yeah. there, there are a lot of things that just go i mean look at joseph's life in the bible i mean like yeah he, he ended up in prison and there was no <laughs> yeah yeah there, his effect was not related to a cause in in, in how many years he spent in that yeah and we've situation. had these we've had these conversations too about how like there are bad things that happen and sometimes you go, what's the purpose of this? Or like, um, yeah, I think there's, you can find a redemption. Like the Christian worldview offers this glimpse into like, yes, this bad thing is happening. It may be my fault. It may not be my fault a hundred percent, but what can be, what can come out of this? Yeah. So there's hope of that. And so, but man, I just think about people like Nicole and her husband and what they're doing. And it's like, we always, I always talk about that Dwight Moody quote about 
uh, I like my way of doing it better than your way of not doing it. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people that complain about the, the, the injustices in the world. And there's people that are getting up on a Saturday morning and right. spending eight hours visiting with inmates and establishing a real world. And she has relationships with them. Once they get released, she helps set them up so they don't turn out. She calls it Shawshank when they go out and they're like red. Yeah. They don't know what to do. She goes, can you imagine if you were in prison for 20 years and you got released now and they go, here's a phone. Oh yeah. And it's got the internet in it. And you go, what's the internet? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they don't have any construct to, to survive and exist. So they don't know what a flushing toilet does. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't know what's going on. She goes, they're spooked by the weirdest stuff. And so we have to walk them through and give them kind of classes. And so she's doing the work. So I just, I, I have such respect for that. And so, uh, I don't know. That's great. It was man. a cool experience. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to do more. I need to take you with me. Yeah. And we could do something together. It'd be fun. We could play and sing, throw a little sweet harmonies, John. Yeah. I could come, um, yeah. Or do my harmonies. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Do you know, I haven't played in so long. You think we'd still we could still find the? You got to put one hand over your ear. That's a Nashville way to do it. Um, Take one earphone off. I was at my voice. I've been singing a little bit just on my own in the car or whatever. And I realized like I'm coughing a lot. Like I have not sang, and it, we have you know worship director now and and a really good team going. That. They don't. You're not needed anymore. They're do you feel a little bit left by the wayside? I think that. I wanted to take – it's been years. And, and here's yeah. the thing. I usually – usually over the course of time, if there's ever a lull, there's a need for me again. But I think it's better for our people not to hear me sing. <laughs> so um, – but I mean I enjoy it and all. But I haven't played guitar. Like I've played keys a few times. I haven't yeah. played guitar in so long. I'm losing my calluses. Oh, yeah. That's, that's been a while. That's not good when you get those soft so, fingers. You don't want that. I'm going to have to start just picking it off the wall here. and just. I think playing. you have a beautiful voice, John. Don't be so hard. Listen, I will say this. Your voice is lovely. But if you look out this Sunday – and Curry has her earmuffs on. Then that's not about you. Right. She's just trying to honor the person who gave her that gift. Right. That's not saying, please make it stop. I'm begging you, even though I'm only preaching this Sunday, that's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I it need... makes the preaching more palatable, you know, because you, you're a shouter. You get oh, in there with gosh. some brimstone. Bro. When you put the earmuffs on, it's like, it's more like, hey, um, hey guys. let's turn our Bibles if you want to. Right. It just gives you a little more. I'm reading from the NIV. And then you take off the earmuffs. It's, it's like, just say it the Lord. You yeah. know, like you're in the. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Excuse me. Um, Johnny, I think it's time for that uh, ending segment that we have every week. Oh, is that right? I think it is. We're going to take a deep dive into history uh, this week in history in a segment we like to call Talk About Then. This week, in 1971, cult leader Charles Manson and three of his female followers are found guilty of the 1969 murders of Sharon Tate and six others. What do you know about the Manson stuff, John? I know you're not a true crime guy like I am. Like, the Manson stuff has fascinated me since I was a little kid. You've never seen, have you ever seen, like... I've never gotten into it. Not into it. You're making it sound like I'm into it, like Like, I'm... Johnny, what's wrong with you is question number (laughs) one. Um, I think I'm fascinated with it because it was a cult... And we grew up in kind of uh, Christianity, and so you're always like, what a bunch of weirdos over there, and you know, it keeps us from kind of addressing our own idiosyncrasies about some of the things we believe. But cult, like the idea of somebody following somebody into a mess like that where he has control over your mind and could say, go kill that guy and you would do it. It's it's fascinating. I'm fascinated by that level of charisma and that 
that level of yeah. culpability or just a susceptibility. You know, I watched the Waco movie um, with the Branch Davidians. Well, yeah, uh, same kind of story. But, you know, I, I am fascinated. I am fat, And they, they kind of made it a little sympathetic even yeah. to them in that respect. I think I do see when someone – because I have had people who've come out of cults that we've, you know, ministered with and to yeah. and all that. And I think there's a – I think, I don't know. For me, it's it's hard to be entertained. Not that you're being entertained by it. It is fascinating to study, but it's it's a little close to home that I see how fast people can take mm-hmm. the same the same content, yeah, and twist it to those kinds of ends and hurt people. You know, it makes me want to. Like I was thinking the other day, like my number one goal as a parent, yeah, and as a pastor, my number one goal practically is to do no harm yeah that's the hippocratic oath yeah like i don't want to do harm and and sometimes that means i need to back off and do less and and allow room for god to do things only he can do when my former days would have been very much like fill in all the blanks for them so that it's as a path that makes it a lot of of sense I, i have a lot of tension there um yeah and i do think that a lot of the systems we see in church structure today whether they become true cults or not they do lead to very unhealthy power structures, very unhealthy systems in which I think it's, this is always the key for me. When the people at the top are held to a different standard instead of to a higher standard, that's yeah. when you should start to worry. Um, they should be the first ones. All the, Whatever the principles are that you're leading by, they should be the first ones. If, if you're leading in Jesus's kingdom, yeah. they should be the, the prime examples of that. The first one to wash your feet with those you know principles. Like they're, they're serving through the principles. So, yeah, anyway. Also, I'm not in a cult. I should just make that clear. Okay. I'm not for them. And My I'm next sermon series is titled, Washing Your Feet with Principles. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I may have it's mixed like ex- a few biblical metaphors It's there. like you're exfoliating. The principles have right. hard edges on them, and they, Interesting. all the dead skin comes off. I need to this down to a... <sighs> Sheesh. All right. Uh, the first Emmy Awards this week, 1949. Oh, wow. Let me see who won anything. Panamime Quiz Time won for most popular TV program. Oh, uh, I a, sh- that show. a show that his we still watch I, I, today. I watch it today. <sighs> Lord, shout out to our Emmy winning friend. Oh, that's right, Jeffrey Jeff- Harmon. <sighs> Emmy, if you if you need a producer, you need a videographer. He'll help you find it. I met a guy this weekend who called himself a videographer, and it made me think of Jeffrey because he used to talk about people who would say videographer. He doesn't want to – yeah, he never wants you to be – never is he a videographer. It's cinematographer. He's a director of photography. Oh, even yeah. more prestigious. Yeah, he's a DP, or he mm-hmm. also has his certification to run drones. You know, I forget what all of those – He's a he's a dronographer. Drone, drone pilot. Certificatographer, dronographer. Sorry. <sighs> He washes your feet with principles. Uh, John Dillinger was captured this week, 1934. Wow. He uh, escaped from the escape-proof Indiana Crown Point Maximum Security Prison. Mm. So That's false advertisement. Not so escape-proof. Yeah. And then he used uh, a fake gun. According to the FBI, he used a fake gun carved from a potato. However, he claimed it was carved out of wood, while others said he had a real gun. This is how myth happens, John. Yeah. When you can have what you told people was a wood gun, some people think is a real gun, and the FBI says, that's a potato. <laughs> but either way, he broke out of jail with it. My favorite jailbreak story, by the way, was this guy who broke out by putting a gun under his fat roll. He was a very obese person. Yeah. And somebody snuck in it's a like gun. It's like Eglon. 
except in reverse. Somebody snuck in a gun, and I was like, was he fat when he went in, or was that the plan? Like, was he beefing up? <laughs> like, yeah. Like his brother calls, it's a night tonight. He goes, I'm not fat enough yet. <laughs> hold, just hold. <laughs> Send more Big Macs. Yeah. Right. And I used to have a joke about it. I was trying to tell that story in my show, and I would say, that's the guy, like, when you when they sneak in the cake, like, inside of it is another <laughs> cake. <laughs> yeah. That's but, any, but anyway, he broke out with the gun from under his fat roll. But that's but Dillinger had a potato. Wow. <sighs> potato gun. Wait, that Wait, is, that is, a, that thing. is a thing. Did you ever make potato guns when no. you were a kid? No? We, no we Too dangerous? No, I just never. Johnny, I you was... shot real guns. <laughs> I shot BB guns at, a lot. At potatoes. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah. Uh, the word robot is introduced into science fiction lexicon uh, by the premiere of the Czech play R-U-R. The play begins in a factory that makes robots from synthetic organic matter. While happy to work for humans at first, a robot rebellion leads to the extinction of the human race. What year? This is 1921. Oh, wow. It's kind of prescient, yeah. right? It's 100 years. And, and that's and what's happening. There's a robot rebellion because we're dealing Ooh, with AI, writing people's papers for them. Right and Johnny and I Do did. you think we're really going to reach Skynet levels of things? Are you, a, a, are you afraid of that, alarmist about it? No. What do you think? No? You just think it's going to... No. You think it's going to make people lazier, though, clearly, right? You're afraid of Sadie not doing schoolwork because she can just type into a search box, true? No, I do know kids can do that right now. There's apps. But are you afraid of Sadie not really earning her college degree and then being a dumb person because of AI? Here's the thing on that kind of stuff. People can cut that corner. My job as a parent is to help her realize the value of not doing it and, yeah. as if need be, helping her not to do it for now yeah. so that someday she'll... So I mean, here's, there's always there's always a way. People have been cheating for years. Yeah. There's just new ways to cheat. The t- question is, are you a cheater? Like, I feel like this is the robot talking. Johnny, did I'm you? Asking. Did the robot tell you to say this? My, Don't be alarmed. <laughs> Everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> cheating does not compute. We are friends. All right, go ahead. <laughs> cheating is a construct. Okay. Uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands, John, were sold. Uh, purchased from uh, by the U.S. from Denmark for you want to guess how much the sales price was? What year? This was 1917. Sales price of 25 million. Are you serious? Is, is that it, your guess? That's my guess. That's 100 percent right. Is it really? 25 million dollars in gold. Unbelievable. The U.S. took. Did you know this? No, I did not. Is this like in the back of your head, floating around? I've, just, a, I've probably read enough stuff that I just kind of go, "What people are buying?" What do I think the Virgin Islands? Be? I'm going to say, "What was it, 1917?" Uh, let's see the value of the bullion that day. $25 million? Jeez, always. Every once in a while, hey, even a blind dog finds a bone every once in a while, Johnny. That's a great I, guess. I got lucky. That's not even an educated guess. That's just a prayer. It's a it wing and a prayer. Educated. It was, let's just say, I, I, I think you're slightly educated. <laughs> Have you seen the books, bro? <laughs> I did. They're stacked up over there. <laughs> I didn't read you're them. You're blocking but, other books. But they're there. All right. The U.S. took possession two months later, so there was a two-month period of, I don't know, what. while they counted the gold. I don't know what happens there. They right. weigh it, make sure it's not a fake gold bar. Mm. They're the only place in the U.S. Uh, where traffic drives on the left. I didn't know that. Did you know that? No. So I guess it's almost like a British territory. But it came from Denmark? Yeah. It's probably a Denmark. It's a Denmarkian. Yeah. They need to make some Denmarkations on their road. Hey-oh. Hey, now. Right? Okay. Uh, what about you? Had one Nellie Bly? Yeah, uh, on January twenty fifth, eighteen ninety. Uh, um, hold on, I scrolled down too far. Hold on, I'm way off the page now. John, just people are it. waiting. Just I've it. got it. New I York World Reporter, 
Nellie Bly arrives back in New York City. She was trying to beat Phileas Fogg's Time of 80 Days, which is from a novel. That wasn't Correct. even a that real was, thing. Yeah, that was from Jules She's Byrne. trying to, it'd be like me being like, this book said we can go to the moon and such and such, so I'm going to go to the moon on my rocket. It's like, what? That's yeah. a made-up story, but she, she did it. And did it in 72 It's days. the thing. If you think you can do it or you think you can't do it, you're right. That's the whole, mm. she believed. Mm. She was the original, just do it. She did it. She did it. Nellie Bly. Why do we not know more about Nellie Bly? And well, I mean, I think this is a time when like women were completely marginalized yeah. too in culture. She literally did the most adventurous thing in Why the do literature we know more? of the time. She went and did it actually. Why do we know more about Amelia Earhart than Nellie Bly? Well, I don't think we have to besmirch another woman in order to elevate this. I'm one. not trying. Why do you got to? Why'd you have to go after? Why can't you say, why do we know more about and name someone else? Gosh, John hate, Dillinger or whatever. Gosh, I hate that Amelia Earhart. <laughs> you know, I heard that the plane was actually a potato that oh Amelia Earhart flew in. That's what the FBI She said, said it was a real plane. Somebody else said it was wood. Yeah. It was a potato. Oh, my goodness. It's the last thing you would have guessed. Yeah. Yeah. You, you wouldn't know potatoes could fly, but they'll, oh my goodness. they'll do it. Uh, anyway. I will, I will. You know, I'll go around this world when potatoes fly. All right, go ahead. Okay, so it took her... 80, uh, 72 days. 72 days. A 24,899-mile trip around the world. She mm. made it with eight days to spare, John. Mm. She was trying to beat 80 days. When she posed the idea to her editor, he only he, he told her only a man could make such a trip, so oh, you knew that was going to happen. He's probably smoking a cigar. No, what are you, crazy? Hey, hey. <laughs> Your brain's not shaped right. <laughs> and then he... Said some horrible misogynistic thing, and then she did it. You mean more horrible than that? Yeah, That's what I'm, I'm just trying to think of like such the, an Alec Baldwin thing. Trying to think that. of the mad, the madmen thing to say. You're like, yeah. what? You never. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fit a purse in your suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a yeah. She has a tiny suitcase. Yeah, she didn't. A tiny little yeah. And a hat box. How you gonna walk with them high heels on? Yeah. Do you see people wearing these hats, like multiple hats on their heads on plane because they don't have a hat box and they want to transport hats? Yeah, I've seen so that. So they just get on an airplane with six hats stacked oh on their head. Stop doing this. I will say this. You're not a Lego person. I will say that a head is a perfect carrying utensil for a hat. It's, in essence... It's literally made for it. It's like a hat box in itself. Yeah, like some might say that the head is the natural hat box. That's, some might say that. Some. <laughs> I've, I want to just put an argument together that your head is actually a potato <laughs> okay we'll, we'll end on this one this is kind of a controversial one but bernard do you know who bernard Getz is mm. he's the subway vigilante from 1985 oh that no and it became a whole thing about gun rights and the right to protect yeah. ourselves because somebody was trying to mug him on the train and he just pulls out a gun because he'd been harassed a time or two before so this time he brings a gun on it just opens fire wow. it's a long court case and so it divided New York City because they're like, we're tired of the crime. So some yeah. people rallied behind him and some people were like, we can't just have people taking guns on subways and shooting at people, though. Right. So it was kind of a tough one. And uh, let's see. I'm trying to think what ended up happening. Uh, he was acquitted of attempted murder and first degree assault charges, but convicted of criminal possession of a weapon and served eight months in prison uh, in a civil trial in 1966 or 1996, rather. The paralyzed youth was awarded $43 million. I wonder who he got the money from, though, because Bernie Getz wouldn't have had $43 million. Maybe the city for not providing safety measures. Anyway, that's kind of that whole the gun control arguments kind of really, yeah. you know, rallied around this case because it kind of put everything into perspective. Because at that time, New York City was a very lawless, it was a murder capital of the world, probably. Right. It was the, that time. 
So here was this case that kind of made you choose sides. Yeah. He was this folk hero to some people. And then to others, it was like, we can't have this crazy. He's not Batman. Right. So. Although, yeah, Batman didn't use real guns. He does now. That's the thing, you know, in the latest iterations of Batman, he used a gun on some people. I was like, that's not. Is that the the, the Batman? The one with with Ben Affleck, I think he has a gun in some of the stuff. He's not just trying to. Usually he has like a. He's just disarming you, and he's right. The ricochet bullet now hits you, and it's like, well, who who's to say what happened? Right. I haven't. Isn't there? A I'm new- rubber, you're glue. Whatever you shoot bounces. I don't but, know. Wait, <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was a very informative. Uh, don't you think? Yeah. But I think the one to take away is Nellie Bly. We should ha- we should be hearing more about Nellie Bly. Yeah. I want to. F- maybe there's some deep dark thing, and she's cancelable now, and we don't know. I don't. Maybe she you also, should just do some more research. I will. Uh, I want to go ahead and put a seed of doubt, a kernel of doubt, in the listener's right. mind, though, that Nellie Bly was. Well, a really, good what person. you're doing is you're saying the reason I haven't heard of her must be that something's wrong. Like, yeah, that's it true. It be, says more about me. That's yeah. misogyny on my part. Well, I apologize, dear listener. Yeah. You know what, dear listener? We also apologize for anything else we said in this episode that might have offended you. <laughs> uh, but we do appreciate you listening, and uh, you should listen to other episodes because they're out there. Talk about that podcast dot com or wherever you find your fine podcasts. Yeah, you can go to any any of the platforms, or you can also go to lifeaudio.com, uh, yes. which is where our network is. You can listen there. You can also follow Johnny, man. Go to his link tree or go to his website, johnnyw.com. That's J O N N I E. Yeah, no H. Find out more about John's books, many, many books that he's written, mm. uh, Leather Bound and Smells of Mahogany. Oh. Find those at uh, johndriver.com or amazon.com. Just search John Driver. Yeah. Order enough of them that you're not sure what's on the porch. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh, this could be anything. I think uh, you sent those earmuffs. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be terrific? It's like the perfect gift because it's it makes no sense. If like to send listener, something random is a perfect crime. Tell you what, if it's someone who listens and who knows us all, send another pair. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, we we don't tell us who's from, but continue the ruse, and yeah. we will continue to talk about it. We will. Yeah. Well, we would love to actually. So, because we have nothing else, we could just shift platforms and just be like the Earmuff Podcast for all I Dude, care. That would be amazing. It's time to sunset this idea. It's yeah, we're out there. We've had a good run. <laughs> hey, we'll look forward to having though another episode on this good run next week. On talk about that. is falling apart. How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.